0: Hey, everybody. You can tell um, I am not in a normal spot to be the podcast. We're at the program Hospital with my youngest who will on Wednesday, November 15th. And so today's podcast episode is actually about how uh, having a blind parent compared to having a child. With the medical newsletter Sundays, doing things in public and having people stare and make comments, and uh, just how interacting with the public with somebody with a disability or a medical complexity. uh, I feel like I've been prepared for my whole life. So join me for that. Um, It's going to be a little choppy with everything um, being outside and not with all of my normal equipment, but I hope you guys enjoy. the C.R.A.B. podcast. Here at Children Raised Around the Blind, we have two goals. Our first goal is to help those living with the blind to understand them better and to help children through the difficulties that come from living with a blind parent. Secondly, we want to spread awareness of the blind community. Here on the podcast, we will share the things that blind people can do and ways the sighted world can include them in everyday life. Join us twice a month to learn about the visually impaired community. Um, and if you've been following my social media, you know we uh, had our third child uh, October the second. He was born with general heart defects. And um, what we expected to be doing, we expected to have surgery right away, it cleared up that initial issue. One of the secondary issues also cleared up, and what we were left with was um, what's called an ASD, the atrium septal defect. Um he has a giant hole in the top part of uh, his heart between the left and right chambers. And so we were able to get engaged at home and I spent three weeks at home. And then got sent back the other week, um a couple days ago. So during that time though, we ended up coming home with him on Ng tube face, so that's a tube that goes in the nose, Um and then down the back of the bird and he said have done it, which we weren't um, quite anticipating. We thought we'd be able to do more by mouth, but he hadn't quite shown that he was able to take that. He was getting exhausted, wasn't meeting the nutritional value he needed. So we came home with something different. you know, doing the feeding tube, and we did gravity clean and we filled up a giant syringe that held about two ounces of breast milk, and then through a tube, connected it to his energy tube and fed him. Uh, but he was also on these every point hours. So it meant if we went out certain places or during certain times, we would have to beat him in public. So um, he actually left the hospital. The very first thing we ended up doing was having to do a feed in public um, without all of the extra equipment that I had bought. I um, found a laptop machine to hold her online that had a clamp on one end that adjusted with a screw kind of had it. and then had a clip on the top that I was like, we can use a rubber band and clip the, the heating tube too. And it was just, um, I couldn't find what I was looking for. I know actually a friend of mine gave me a portable IV pole that's really small it's in the diaper bag um, and extends from about 14 inches up to probably close to two feet, say 18 inches. Probably 18 to 20 inches um, that we're able to use when we're out and about. But at first, um, we got about 20 minutes away from the hospital in traffic in Atlanta. For the view around the big city, um, no, it's like you're not going to get home. We had already left a little bit later. We're like, it's an hour home, i not a the traffic, probably just two hours this time of day with hearing the access reports and things like that. So we stopped at a Chick-fil-A where we knew the playground was open, because we had our other two kids with us. And um, went ahead and we're like, we're going to need to order food. And then also start wanting okay say, how do we do this? And he has no equipment. Um, so we used the rubber band on his, um, we always have a rubber band on the top of the giant string. And so we, we tied that basically around the handle of his car seat the car seat up on my table and then either myself and my husband um the whole gym during this feed and so we're in a public funeral restaurant we kind of hit around a corner so it wasn't as obvious to certain people but there were going to still be people that would be able to see we also where really we could have a straight line site into the playground area so we could keep an eye on the older kids and um And so um we got scared. We had people you know, looking at us trying to figure out what we were doing. We were very clumsy. Um, we have been doing the things in the hospital, and we knew what to do. We had an IV, an actual, like, IV pole um, in the car. But I was, like, just way too much work to try to bring that inside a restaurant on top of all of the other things we had to bring in. And so it kind of looked like a giant mess. Um, there are kids around that were kind of working and staring and asking their parents different questions, and I feel like from my husband it was definitely nerve-wracking and stressful. And how do we even do this? How do we, how do we make this work? And then you know you have progressive of the other kids. who are super hungry. They're kind of, uh, It's been a long day. We've been away for three weeks from them. Um and they're excited because the baby brother's there they want to hold a baby brother and we're just like we need y'all to eat and then go play and we're hungry and starting (laughs) wasn't a great combination but i found once we got the feed going and um ended up holding my toddler at the same time while i was holding the baby doing his feed which was kind of a weird coordination thing i had to learn to do um i definitely was not as stress as I thought I would be being in public and having people stare at us and things and I think it really boils down to that's been my life um so if you've ever been out with somebody who has some sort of a disability or uh, you know maybe it's just not people want to call the wrong person whether that. They're blind, or they have another physical disability. Um, maybe they have a speech impediment. Maybe they just physically look different. Well, maybe it's not a disability. They just have a different facial feature or a different walk. Like, it doesn't matter. People who are different from stuff, a lot of times we come across and almost judge, or maybe it's not even judging, it's just curiosity so there's the stairs, and there's like whispers. People, people don't know if they can approach you or not. Um, people are unsure of what's going on. What are they seeing? And you know, if they haven't seen that before, how do I process that? How do I, how do I manage this? And so it's it's very interesting because as annoying as it is, that's something like growing up with a parent. Um, I can remember many times even on like the public transportation we take, which uh, I here in Atlanta. We talk about um, public transportation on a post last Tuesday, um, what it was like during that, on that. And we got scared. I think I got used to it then, um, even as a young toddler like getting on the bus, like there's this blind person standing there with her white thing not a bus stop, with uh, you know, three-year-old usually wearing my labor brother in a sleeve and she would ask for the bus number, and then get on the bus The driver would help her find a seat um, we did the same thing with trains and you know people just watching because here's this blind person with a white cane with kids and much like that you know, traversing through the city and uh, we ended up doing speech at um, Georgia State University with my brother and we had Um, two of us and part of it we ended up having the third third child or three of us. Um and here's my mom, you know, sometimes with a stroller even. We'd load up, get on the bus, and then where it would drop us off was still three or four blocks from where we needed to be. And so we would walk the blocks and then I was able to at least spell out the the names of the streets for my mom so she knew where we were and eventually we memorized, you know, how many streets up and left right and you know where everything was but I was used to it. Um, I was very accustomed to people staring or, you know, kids saying, you know, what is that kid or is that, that person really blind? Um and just hearing the whispers, um not every most of the time on our trips people didn't come and actually ask us or confront us. They were kind of in the background making whispers or parents were saying, you know, don't at that I'm um, and different things like that and so it it was different and I think it prepared me though because with my son we have been at church which most of them have been very understanding but there's always questions um, when you're walking around with a child with a human being, and then uh, you run a feed and a place where people can come by and um not so much there, but there's been a couple other places, like I mentioned the Chick-fil-A the first day. We took them home. Um, then I uh, had to go to the car dealership twice. Now, three times total, but twice for actual fees, um, where our vehicle wasn't working properly shortly after we came home. And we had just bought it right before we had the child, So I haven't had a lot of time with it. I so get into the shop, and um, I'm sitting there with three kids in a corner, and there's you know mostly all single people or people who don't have kids, just kind of peering around, watching. Because we, took, we chose a corner that we normally sit in, and my other two were doing really well, um, not being super disruptive. They had their tablets, and activities. Um, all of the things that I normally do when we're out in public and um, so as we were doing that then we had to do a piece of the baby so we had to set all that up my daughter held um, the baby while I got the line going then I held him for the feed, and so different people were kind of walking by and you know kind of watching but didn't actually say anything and, there ended up being one older lady who came over and talked, she used to be a, a pediatric nurse and so was very comfortable talking about BNG tube and just asking questions about my child and about you know us and how the family's doing. Actually like a person to talk to who got it and um, it made me realize in that moment how many times I'm not approached by people. Um, they may be scared. Or they maybe uncertain. How do you? How do you do it? Somebody who's different. How do you? You know, approach that. And we talk about that here in Fab all the time. You know, how do you talk to a blind How do you? How do you start that conversation? Well, the first thing is you get over yourself and your fears, and you walk up to them and you say hi. My name is such and such. You know, what's your name? Or maybe you just say, Hey, I noticed you in the corner. Wanted to just say hi and let you know I was here. It's the same thing. Across, you know the 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 borders. You know, here I am, a mom with young kids, and yes, I have a kid with a a feeding tube, and yes, we're setting up a feed. But you know, just walking up and saying hi, my name is such and such. You know, what's the baby's name, or you know, how's everybody doing today? Just, just be (laughs) generic. Be open to have a conversation, and if I'm you know super busy or the parents super busy, they may be like, Hey, I'm such and such, but I really need to focus on this, or you know, now's not a good time for me to talk. That's fine, but you at least instead of ignoring them or staring them down, you actually treated them like a person. I think that that's really what makes the di- biggest difference, at least for me. That's what has helped being out in public a couple times. We've, we've been super sheltered, um, in place just. Or immune factors and trying to keep baby as healthy as possible. But um, there's certain things that have to get done. A vehicle that you have to have to drive, have to, because <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but I really just wanted to get on and say you know, as much as it's different because it is my child and it's not my parent, it's the same. Um, I've been prepared for the questions. I've been prepared for the looks, And, yeah, I know a lot of parents, a lot of people, it's dressing crazy. Like, you can hear people whispering about me or you can see them. and I'm just saying that people are scared, no matter what it is. And this proves my point, because I'm not walking on the tagline here anymore. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't even had my, my mom out with me, with my kids in a, a few months, um, just through the circumstances and various things. But She's having a child who has some medical needs and the same treatment there. So I don't think it's isolated to those who are blinded or impaired. Um, but I think we, we need to get better. I think um, as people in the community, we need to be willing to talk and talk in a gentle and a just way and just say, oh. um, you know, yes, I'm blinded or impaired. Yes, I can't see. You know, and be willing to at least label it and talk about it. And, you know, hey, you have any questions for me. Um, I've been waiting for a little kid to have a question. um, You know, what is that? I had one, um, I went to the health department and one little boy was like, what's the tooth for? I was like, that's how he eats. And his mom was really sweet. She's like, yeah, that's how, that's how it was for me when I was a baby. Remember the pictures? I had the tube in my nose. That's how they, they fed me my milk. He's like, oh, yeah, that's that's really cool. Like three years old. But the fact is, it was a teaching. moment, And turning everything into a teaching and an education moment, no matter what you have going on, is such a huge key. So that is my thought. It's short, it's sweet. There's a lot going on. Hopefully you guys can me over the buses and the ambulances and all the things. But that is um, my thought for this month. Um, Stay tuned to Crab. I'm probably not going to get a really big uh, gift guide out there. Although if I do see any sort of really great deals over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, uh, heading into the holidays, I may share those. So stay tuned for some information coming out but um, there's just too much going on in life and you know sometimes it is what it is how it goes um, so you guys stay tuned subscribe feel free to listen to my other podcasts and uh, hopefully as things get better and I have time and ability to get on here and do more like um, you'll see that um, just a side note um, if you want to help out crab in financial life We do have color changing tumblers on the website. If you search for crab store on there, I know they're buried now um, just because of all the podcast episodes. But you can go to the search box and look up crab store or I believe it's childrenracearoundthewind.net forward slash crab dash store. I think that will take you to it. We are using Square. I tried PayPal and was having issues. Um so Square is there or if for some reason the website's not working you want to reach out to me, um, you can reach out through Messenger on Facebook, you can reach out through the um I think there's a WhatsApp link as well, I think, kind of I'll have Undercraft, Op to look, um, Instagram message, any of those options and say, Hey, I want a want a Tumblr, and I can send you a link to pay and we can get those shipped out to you guys. And other than that, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving, those of you who celebrate here in the U.S. And for all of those who are preparing for the holidays Christmas, I'm excited. We will see if I can get another podcast or two up before the end of the year. And y'all have a great rest of your week. Bye.